Welcome to Round Rock Church of Christ. We're glad you're listening. If you're in the Austin area, we'd love to have you join us this Sunday at 8.30 or 10 a.m. Or you can check us out and watch online at roundrockchurch.us. May God bless you as you seek Him, and may He use this message to give you exactly what you need. What you're viewing tonight is what people call Google Trends. And what Google Trends is, it is live feeds of people searching on Google right now. And out of the second that you just took in existence, 63,000 searches just took place. Out of those 63,000 searches that happened, the top three that humans are always searching for is they want to know what is the latest news. It is no secret that in humanity, people are always searching for news. We're inundated with it. We long for it. We want to stay updated with it. And this isn't just globally, but this is also locally. Think about your life this week when it came to the news. Maybe some of us are waiting to hear the news for maybe a doctor's report. Some of us are waiting to hear news of will my Amazon package make it in time for Christmas. If you're in that camp tonight, peace be with you. (laughs) When we call our kids or our grandkids, we're looking to hear what news is happening in their lives. We are people that are oriented. Desire and longing to hear news. But one of the things we are mindful of when we come to gatherings like this tonight, and especially as we walk through life, is that the reality is is that sometimes we get just as much bad news in life as we do good news. And I'd venture to say that some of us, maybe in our hardest point of life, feel like we receive more bad news in life than we tend to receive Good news. And one of the invitations of the Christian faith that you will get to see tonight is that the Christian faith does not ask you to pretend like you are not experiencing bad news in your life. What it asks you to do is to hold the bad news in your life beside the good news that God brings through Jesus. Christmas is the arrival of good news news and we wait for it we long for it and we behold it so if you've ever been around a christian before you may have heard them throw around the word gospel which that word gospel literally just means good news and here's the thing about gospel people actually used the term gospel way before christians ever used the term gospel it just meant good news politicians would use it Organizations would use it. Rulers would use it. And everyone would be left up to themselves to decide and determine, is this thing good news in my life? I saw a meme recently, and maybe you've seen it that's been going around, uh, that says there is two different ways of coming to a conclusion, whether you are a dog or you are a cat. Here's the way that dogs think about life. They look at the owners and they say, you feed me, you take care of me, 
You must be a god. That's how dogs think. How cats think. You feed me. You take care of me. I must be a god. <laughs> Everyone in Jesus' day had to come to a conclusion about who Jesus was. And because of the claims that Jesus brought, and because he died and rose again, people said the term gospel belongs to Christians. Because we believe that this is the best news that the world has. And it's the best news because the best news can bring healing in a way that no other external force can actually bring that news. People called tonight what we celebrate good news. And here's what I want to emphasize to you tonight. Just like it was good news for people long ago, tonight is good news for you as well. And here's the thing that I want you to hear before we worship. The good news of Jesus Christ that we celebrate tonight is this. What the angel of the Lord says to Mary is what God says to you in Jesus Christ. Because of the arrival of Jesus, what is said to Mary is also said to you. In the story that was heard tonight, I want you to look at this one verse, and this is the good news all wrapped in one. And the angel came to her and said, Hail, or behold, you are highly favored. The Lord is with you, and blessed are you among women. Here's what you need to hear tonight about the good news of Jesus. Is that you are favored, you are blessed, and you are not alone. That's the good news of Jesus tonight. That whatever news you are facing, you are favored, you are blessed, and you are not alone. Let me unpack what those three things mean before we worship tonight. The first is seen. I like to use the word seen more than I do favored because when we hear the word favored, we tend to think about it like picking ice cream. And God doesn't just pick favorites of ice cream. The word favored just means to see and behold gracefully. It's a way of saying seeing. And when it comes to God seeing Mary, there's nothing special about Mary, but God does call something special on Mary's life. In Jesus Christ, you are graciously seen. Let me try to illustrate it this way. Two weeks ago, I tried to use an Elf reference in which I may have thrown some shade at the movie Elf. And some of you booed me in real time. And I felt that. I had to work through with my spiritual director. I said, my church booed at me. But let me try to redeem that for you tonight, okay? Let me give you a Buddy the Elf reference that's positive. If you've ever seen the movie Elf, you'll notice that there's this scene with Buddy the Elf where he's going to find his father and... To find his father, he has to go to New York City. And when he goes to New York City, he walks through New York with fresh eyes, not knowing how much the city is kind of cold, and every once in a while, people are a little bit mean, and he's just oblivious to it. And there's one scene in the movie where Buddy the Elf goes to a coffee shop. And you'll remember there's a sign on that coffee shop window, which is, World's Best Coffee. There we go. It says world's best coffee, and Buddy the Elf busts into the door. 
taking the sign for granted. And he goes, congratulations. You did it. World's best cup of coffee. And the camera pans across the people in the diner. And you quickly see, this is not the world's best cup of coffee. This is a very original diner that most likely has on par average coffee. And he walks out congratulating them, saying, world's best cup of coffee. Here's what I'm here to tell you tonight. To be graciously seen means this. You are God's best cup of coffee. But here's the thing. You're not the best cup of coffee because of anything that you did. Oh, no, no, no. God knows you in full. God knows that you could use a little bit of creamer. God knows that you can be a little bitter sometimes. That you're a little strong. And here's the thing with God. God graciously sees you in Jesus Christ. Nothing by what you did. When God comes to Mary, God comes because Mary has not done anything special. Mary's the most typical name that you could find in that day. And God graciously sees her. And in Jesus Christ, the promise to you is that God graciously sees you, which means this, you do not have to get God's attention in life. God's attention is already on you. The love of God means this, there is nothing you can do that can divert God's attention away from you. And there's nothing you can do to gain God's attention. He graciously sees you, church. There's nothing you can do there's nothing that you have done and there's nothing that can be done to you that would make God not graciously see you in Jesus Christ. The second thing tonight that we should recognize is that we are blessed people. Blessed just means to speak well of. So when you had a coach say to you, I love that you're on this team. When you had a teacher that said, I'm so proud of who you are, those are examples of scratching the surface of blessing. But the reality that many of us run into is that we crave blessing. Because maybe our coaches or our parents or our teachers didn't speak a well word over us. As a matter of fact, a lot of us are very harsh on ourselves. We speak poor words to ourselves. Every time that you say things like, I hate my body, or you say I'm not good enough, or it doesn't matter that I'm here. That's the opposite of blessing. And here's the good news of Christmas. The good news of Christmas is that God speaks a word over you that you can't speak to yourself. That this God speaks well of you because of Jesus Christ. And your question may be, how do I know that? You know that because God didn't just say that God loves you and blesses you. God showed you through Jesus coming into the world. Jesus is the affirmation of God that you are blessed. In the beginning, God says humanity is good. And in Jesus coming, it is God saying, I still believe that humanity is worthy. You are seen and you are blessed. And finally, you are not alone. One of the most difficult challenges of life, especially when you live a decent amount of it, is that God does not protect us from hardships. And there's a mystery that has to be endured, that there's some types of suffering that it seems like God doesn't protect us from, or at least not all from. 
And part of navigating that world is holding on to what God does promise. The writer of the Chronicles of Narnia, C.S. Lewis, he actually said in the midst of losing his wife early on in age, he said, what's most dangerous for a believer is not the fact that they would stop believing in God, but that we may actually believe dreadful things about God because of the news that we receive. Just because there's bad news in the world does not mean that God is bad news. Even though God may not protect from all, God does send a promise. And that is what Christmas celebrates. That the promise of this invisible God coming visible into the world, He doesn't send an email. He doesn't text you. He doesn't come in the form of smoke. This God comes in the form of a baby. And if you know anything about babies, they can't walk. They can't talk. But what they can do is they can give you presents. And that's enough. My friend tells a story of putting his foot in his mouth during Christmas. The way that he describes it is like this, that when uh, Christmas came around and it was finished, he had a friend who at the beginning, at at the very start of his neighborhood, his friend left his Christmas lights going on. And he put up with it in January and then got all the way to February. And finally, by the end of February, he began to be a little cynical. And then he found himself saying to himself, you know what, if he's going to be lazy and at least not turn off his Christmas lights, he should at least just not have them going on all the time. And the Christmas lights stayed on all the way through March. And right before he went to go to his neighbor to be like, put those Christmas lights up. Christmas is over. He said he saw a sign in the front yard that told him everything he needed. The sign that was in the front yard with the lit Christmas lights just said three words. And the three words were, Welcome home, Jimmy. Jimmy was their son who was serving overseas and had just come back from combat. And they left the Christmas lights on in anticipation of his arrival. That is the story of Christmas. Is that no matter how dark or how long it feels like pain and suffering are happening in the world, we have the light. Tonight what we do is we behold the light. That Jesus is the light of the world that reminds us that God promises to be with us. He promises to be with us in the moments where we feel devastated. He promises to be with us in the frustrating points of life. He promises to be with us when we do not have answers or doubts. And He promises to be with us on the other side of death. Church, tonight what we're going to do is we are going to behold the good news of God, which just means this. No matter what bad news you are facing in your life, behold the news of Jesus in the world. And what behold just means is it means if you're hanging on to faith tonight, hang on a little bit longer. If you're the type of person that does not sing in these settings, tonight is an invitation to sing. If you find yourself in a difficult 
place with difficult news, know that there is news of God, that God is with you in that news. God has responded to you. And tonight we respond by beholding the light together. And the reason for that is because all of us are seen, we are blessed, and church, we're not alone. Merry Christmas to all of us tonight.